matter the day, no matter what was going on. And uh, that commitment I made on that day, I didn't realize the importance of it. And I didn't realize how hard it would be <laughs> to do that. And I have fallen short to that, but I never want to be complacent with God. I never want to be just satisfied and be okay where I'm at spiritually. I always want to grow. I want to know the deep things of God. I want more of God, and I want that to uh, resonate in me every day. But I, but we fight this carnal man every single day, and sometimes it is easy to get complacent. But it is so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, and uh, we do not want to take this for granted at all. There's places in the world that they that they can't have church. So I am thankful for this. I'm thankful for the body of Christ. So thankful for my brothers and sisters. But it is good to be here tonight. Um, I am going to read us Psalms 46, verse 10. Psalms 46, verse 10. A lot of times, as, as preachers, at least as in my ministry, a lot of times when uh, I tend to preach, it, it tends to be something that I've gone through or am going through. And so it's going to be the same thing tonight. I am going to teach on something that I have not mastered, and I don't think I ever will master until I see the master, but it is something that I believe we all kind of deal with and maybe struggle with, so I'm going to teach on that today. But Psalms 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. And you may be seated. And this evening, I just want to teach a little bit on be still, being still, and we're going to talk about being still and having patience when it comes to the things of God. Raise your hand if you've ever dealt with that where you need patience. And this is a huge topic, and I was telling my wife today, you know, sometimes it's hard to come up here and to, and to teach or to preach on, on, a, on a certain subject because there's so many avenues, there's so many things you can talk about it. Um, and the Word of God is just, it's everlasting, it's real, it's on fire. And, but patience is one of those things that there's so much to talk about. So I'm just going to, uh, we're going to get into this, but there is a lot to it. So we're going to talk about some scriptures that um, regard patience. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Okay, Romans 5, verse 1 through 5, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience. Somebody say patience. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And that's what I want. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the love of God to be shed abroad in my heart through the Holy Ghost. Um, but in order for that to happen... I'm going to have to have some things happen. I'm going to have to have patience, and uh, we're going to have to have things go in our life, tribulations, as Paul is talking here. Um, but, but we know this, right? We know that it's during the hard times, that's when we grow. And it's during the hard times, um, that's when we see things 
uh, we haven't seen before. It's through those purging times, uh, those times of refining, and the times that are not fun. Those are the times, at least in my life, that I've seen the biggest impact that God's had in my life. Those are the times where I, I see my eyes being opened, and um, it's just huge. But without those times of going through those, I would never see those. We would never see those things. Um, so James 1, verse 2, says, My brother, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So patience is, is something that we need as far as Christian character. Patience is something very necessary. And we read these verses and we talk about tribulations and diverse temptations and going through those things, it what, that's what actually builds our patience. So in the beginning here, what I want to talk about is just having patience through those times. Having patience through the times when times are not going good, when we're being refined. Or maybe it's the times when you don't get a good report from the doctor. Or it's times where marriage problems are happening. Or times where you're praying and we don't see nothing happen. It's during those times that it's so crucial to be still and to have that patience through the storms and through the hardships and through those lonely nights and through the confusion, the times of confusion. Those are the times that we need to remember to be patient. Why? Because if not, then we kind of miss the mark sometimes. And I've done it so many times in life where I, I, we go through things and I try to take it upon myself to handle the situation. Right? We, we enter something and we start to go through something or something happens in our life and you start to analyze it and, and try to figure it out and try to figure a way out if, if, if possible. But if we would just be still and know that God is God. Like it said in the scripture we opened up with, it says, be still and know that I am God. And in doing that, God lets us know I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So no matter our situation, no matter what we're going on, what we're dealing with, to have that patience during the tribulations and the diverse temptations that works, that patient, that, the patience that's actually going to strengthen us, that's what I'm talking about right now is having that type of patience. And it will teach us to put our faith in God and not to think with our logic thinking, right? Not to try to figure a way out, which I'm guilty of doing. And it is very easy to do that. Um, you know, I'm the kind of person that does not like change. I do not like change. Uh, although change is good and change is not always wrong, it's good to have change. But it kind of throws a loop in my daily routine when there is change. And especially when change doesn't feel good and it's there for a while, right? And you got to be patient and you don't see the result. You want to see the result for maybe weeks, months, or even years upon years. It's during those times where we have loved ones that maybe walked away from God or loved ones that 
do not know this truth. Now we pray and we pray and it takes that patience day after day and not to be weary in well-doing and not to give up heart, but always to have faith and to trust because it's during those times where we start to think with our own logic and we try to figure things out. And it's those times where we might, during those hard times where we don't see things happen, we might lean to our own understanding or maybe lean to what our carnal mind wants to think. And we know that's not good. Um, we know that's never good. In 1 Corinthians one twenty-five, it says this, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. That's pretty profound. That the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. It's, it's stronger than me. So when I do go through things, and it feels like there's just no end inside, and I'm being faithful, and we're, we're doing the things we know to do, um, regardless if it's praying for someone or if we're doing, going through a hardship in our own life, just to remember, look, I can't go on my own thoughts. Because if I do that, it's going to tell me there is no way out. I'm going to talk myself into giving up and not having patience, right? And we're our worst enemy. I am my worst enemy. And I have talked myself out of the blessings of God and the anointing of God in my life numerous times because I take it upon myself and I lack patience. And this is an area in my life that God has dealt with me on. And it's an area in my life that sometimes it feels like I get one step closer and I take five steps back, right? And when I'm, finally when I think, okay, I'm getting patient, I'm getting patient, and, and then it's like, oh, you know, I take five steps backwards. Um, but that's life, and we, and we go through that. But sometimes when we go through something spiritually tough, we try to figure it out and find a situation or a way out of the mess. But it's in the mess that God will reveal what he really wants us to see. And if we stay faithful and stay still and patient long enough, it's through that mess that he will speak to us. It's through that mess that we will grow and be stronger. It's through that time of being patient and being still that God starts to produce and expand the testimony in, your, in our lives. So we can go and we can give that hope and, and share that hope in other people's lives when they go through a similar situation, right? When they go through a similar situation. It's in the stillness of our storms where we will hear the voice of God and find the answers we are looking for. And that's hard sometimes. It's really hard sometimes to do that. Um, but it, sometimes it takes those storms in life um, to stop us from trying to figure out what's really going on and, and, and just to make us be patient a little bit. You know, sometimes I feel like a hamster on a wheel running. Anybody ever feel like that, living for God? You just feel like a little hamster just running on a wheel. Where am I going? You know, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm trying to get there. And that's a very bad thing. I have to know where I'm going before I can get somewhere, right? And sometimes you feel like that. Um, Especially if you've, been, if you've been doing, if you've been living for God for an amount of years and, and, and a lot of times it will happen when there's a transition and you just feel like, like I have no place, I, I don't know where I belong and, and I don't even know where I want to go, but I want to go somewhere. 
Has anybody ever felt like that? I, I feel like there's just more for me. I, and, and I feel like there's a deeper calling. And I really feel that tonight, that God's pulling on our hearts, that he, a lot of us feel that way, that there's something deeper. I want the deep things of God. There's something there. There's a, a deeper anointing, a deeper wisdom, a deeper knowledge, a deeper understanding in relationship that I want to tap into, but I just don't know how to get there. It, but it's in those times where we stay patient. It's in those times where we don't try to open up the doors ourselves. We allow God to open those doors. And it's during those times where we're refined and during those times where God will speak to us. It's during those times where we say, you know, I don't care what I have. I don't care what I own and my possessions or what kind of job I have or any of that. What kind of education I have or degree I have or anything. All that matters is I want to not only be right with God, but I want the deep things of God. I want to know what the next chapter is in my life. I feel like that this, this evening. I feel like that's where we're at this evening with some people. And, and that's where I'm at. I, I want to know something I want to go deeper with, but I don't know when or how or where. But it's during those times of being patient that God will speak to us. Those times where we say, okay, I'm not going to do what I want to do, but I'm going to allow you to do what you want to do in my life. Whatever that looks like in my life, whatever that feels like in my life, but I want you to do it, God. But it's in those hard times where we become strong. It's in those hard times where we become weak and God lifts us up and opens our eyes spiritually. And it's amazing how I've experienced these things in my life where I go through these times and God starts to reveal things in me or in my life that I'd never seen before. And I would have never seen it without going through those situations in those times in my life. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. Somebody say every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us. Why? Because it says, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There is a race that we're in. And it's called life. And it's, I think it was, I don't know who it was, if it was Paul or, but they said it was a vapor. Life is a vapor. And it really is. If you look back on your life, and, I, you know, I consider myself, I don't know if I'm young. I don't think I'm young anymore. Maybe middle-aged. I don't know. How old do you have to be to be middle-aged? I'm old. I'm, I'm getting old, ain't I? And I'm realizing how fast time goes. And, uh, you know, it's been over 20 years when I was in high school. And I, I, just, I just can't believe that, how fast time has gone. And really, time just flies. It, it will never stop. And it continues to move on and move on. We are in a race, but we must remember, remember to be patient as we're in that race. And it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God, a right hand of the throne of God, excuse me. So we're all in a race. But patience is one of the keys that we need in order to finish this race that we're in. And it's, it's a race, it's a marathon, and 
There are times where you get tired. There are times where it seems like you get an energy burst and everything's going good. There's times where you have side cramps, but there's times you feel like you're on top of the world. There's times where you're in the front and there's times you're in the back. There's times you feel like you're, you're encouraging someone to continue the race. And then there's times where you feel like people are encouraging you to continue the race. But it's very important to be patient during that race of life. But we're all guilty, I think, of carrying that weight. And I mentioned this weight a couple weeks ago, um, that weight, that load that we carry. But we must remember, in order to finish the race, we must and we need to obtain patience and keep our eyes on God, right? To keep our eyes on God. But patience, at least in my life, and I think it is in a lot of people's lives, it's something that does not come natural. Would you guys agree that's a fair statement? Who's the most patient person here? I don't know. I like to think my father-in-law is pretty patient. But uh, I think patience is something that we all, we all struggle with. You know, it's, it's something that we all try to strive for. And it's something that is so disappointing at times, Right? when you kind of lose your cool or you get impatient on something and it's like, oh, we know better, but it tends to happen. It happens. It's one of those things that we just continue to work on. Patience is something we must continually to work on day after day after day. It's something that we're not, I don't believe that we're going to uh, master, but we need him to help us just to continue that state of patience and to have patience. And... It's not something that will happen overnight also. It's something that takes time. Um, It's something that takes patience to have patience. It takes time and energy and a consistent maintenance, a consistent maintenance, right? Um, So how do I get patience? We kind of, we we talked about some scriptures on patience and, and what patience is, and that's good to know that. You know, that's really good to know that, but how do I apply that to my life? How do I apply having patience to my life? That's, that, and that's a really good question, you know, and I ask myself that all the time. How come I'm not patient? What am I doing wrong for me to lack the patience I need to have? And how do I continue to obtain this patience? So first, I think we need to examine what patience does not look like. Uh, patience does not look like honking at the car in front of you when the light turns green. And like I said, I'm preaching to myself today. And these examples I get from my life. You know, I am a honker. We have a horn for a reason, right? At least I like to think so. Um, But there is, I think, such a thing as called an apostolic little beep. You know, the little beep that lasts maybe one second. Anything longer than two seconds is, I think, is just being rude or maybe you're going to get into an accident. I don't know. But, you know, there is that little beep that I am guilty of doing um, because I have been impatient and been in a hurry. And, uh, but honking <laughs> your horn in the car in front of you, uh, always being in a state of anger or being agitated, agitated by things, that's a lack of patience. Always being in like a state of anger, always, always uh, being agitated, getting people are getting underneath your skin. Uh, here's one, not being able to stand in a line at Walmart. 
during Christmas season. Right? You know, I, the last, I went to do an all, I was set up the other night. I was set up. My wife sent me to Target to pick up a Target order, and it was really cold, and I pulled up to it, and there was a sign over the top of the sign saying, we're not doing pickups right now. You got to come inside and pick up your own stuff. And I was appalled. I'm like, what? How dare? Now I got to, you know, so I didn't go repark my car. I parked right there, and I walked inside, and, and I let the guy know, I'm doing your job. You know that, no, I, didn't, I did not do that. I did not do that, but <laughs> I was a little impatient that night. Um, here's one for all the parents out there. Yelling at the kids every 10 minutes. Yelling at your kids every 10, or yelling at your dog every 10 minutes, one of the two. Is, is, it might be a, um, a sign of I do not have patience uh, in today, maybe. I don't have patience today. Getting mad or frustrated at people for asking simple questions. Getting upset or frustrated at people just asking simple questions. Um, that can be a sign of, of lack of patience. Um, getting upset at the kids. Here's one, here's one that I struggle with. Getting upset at the kids for being kids. He's like, you know, why do you got to be so loud? I'm a kid. What do you want me to do? Just sit here and look at the wall? Yes. I want you to sit there and look at the wall. <laughs> but kids will be kids. And, and I mean, I just, I'm getting everything that I deserved back in the day, you know, because I was just a little rambunctious kid with a lot of energy. You know, it's funny because my, my dad will come, my mom will come, and I'll be like, you know, our kids have a lot of energy. <laughs> and my dad just laughs and says, Gabe, you have no idea. No, they don't. He, you were literally swinging from the chandeliers and the curtains when you were younger. And uh, I, rem I do remember doing that. You know, I just had a lot of energy. But getting upset at kids for being kids, you know, lack of patience there. Always in a hurry to get everything done. It's a lack of patience. And, and I know as men, I think men struggle with that. I'm sure women do too. But those are just some things and areas in our lives. I know in my life that I know when I'm doing it, it's like, you know, I really can be more patient. And those are like everyday things, right? Um, but we must remember when we're looking at this list, when I'm talking about this list, we must remember there are times where life happens and there's times where we have bad days, right? Some of these were funny and, you know, you're waiting in line, you get upset at the kids. But there's days like that where we do get upset at the kids. There's literally days where, um, you know, I'm not a stay-at-home mom, but the moms have to deal with the kids all day long. They're, they're teaching them, and they're feeding them, and they're disciplining them, and, and life happens. And we don't make that, uh, we don't use that as an excuse to have lack of patience or maybe to lose our cool, but life will happen, okay? And I say that to say this. It's very important. Yes, we need patience with God, absolutely, during the hard times and the times of trial and the times where God is refining us. And we need patience with our children. We need patience within the body of Christ, right? We need patience with each other. But one area we do need patience is with ourselves. We have to remember to have patience with ourselves. And, and some people struggle with this, some people don't. But we have to remember to give ourselves some slack sometimes and to have patience with ourselves, because if we don't have patience with ourselves, and in return, that will manifest into us not having patience with other people. Okay, and I am not using that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not using that as a cop out. Okay, to be disobedient to scripture, to just go ballistic. I'm just saying, we are very hard on ourselves sometimes. 
And especially when we're having a hard day. And especially when it's been 25 below for three days or 90 degrees for a week or whatever. The wind's blowing and you just can't leave the house. and Life just happens, right? So we got to remember to have patience with ourselves also. Um, and remember this. Remember God is for us and he wants us to make it. No matter what we feel like, no matter what we're telling ourselves or what the enemy's trying to convince ourselves that it, because we maybe exploded or whatever, um, you know, God doesn't love us anymore. And I will say this. Um, the more you live for God, the more seasoned you get, the more spiritual mature you get, um, it gets easier and it does get better um, where you just don't freak out. You know, I, I struggle with anger a lot in the world and the Holy Ghost has helped me tremendously. I mean, absolutely tremendously where I don't have those moments of just breaking down or, or getting upset and, you know, and I look at it and it was just a big temper tantrum. That's what it was, me being a big kid. But I don't, I don't have those moments. So I'm not trying to say it's okay to do that, but I am saying there are times in life where, um, you know, we kind of go bonkers. We kind of lose our marbles. But remember, God loves us and the Holy Ghost will help us during those times. So those are just, those are things and areas like if those things are happening in my life, I might need help with patience. But remember, God is for us. And the Bible says in Jeremiah, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, uh, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Okay? So encourage yourself. It's very important to encourage ourselves in, in the Lord. Um, and that's why Wednesday night services and Monday night prayer and, and uh, coming to church is so good because we need that. We really do. Especially when it's, you know, you can't leave your house. This is fun for me. Now, I, I, not that I don't enjoy going to church, but uh, I tell you what, when you haven't left your house, and when you do leave your house, you've got to run just to get to your car because your nose hairs freeze. Brother Mike doesn't have that problem because he doesn't have nose hairs. But I got that problem, and, and it's just so cold. So I love being in the house of God. But so how do we have patience? First and foremost, prayer, 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 prayer. Um, John fourteen thirteen says, and whatsoever you shall ask, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Uh, James one five says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And I, I've felt like that before. I have felt like that in life where my faith just feels so small and I feel like, like, what's going on? You know, it's kind of like those, ever see those, uh, I don't know what they are, those things at the dealerships that blow in the wind, you know? I kind of feel like that sometimes. I'm blowing in the wind. But the Bible says, if we have the faith and we ask God and we, and we stick to the faith that we do have and trust God and we ask him for knowledge and wisdom, he'll give it to us. And I like to believe that the same thing with patience. is if We ask him for patience and we believe that we're going to have that. Uh, we do that. So prayer is, is, is very, very necessary. And, and to come to God and, and just be real with him and say, I need you. Um, you know, we're going to be starting morning prayer in the beginning of the year. And that's, that's a great time to come to God and, and uh, open up and just reveal God. Show me my heart and help me in these areas that I'm, I'm lacking. Another area, um, and these are common 
areas that I'm going to be talking about is fasting. I'm going to raise your hand if you like fasting. See, that, that's why fasting works. Because the flesh does not like fasting. When, you, when, you're, when we fast, we're literally cutting that flesh off. We're like, we're crucifying that flesh. And it's, it's not something pleasant. We're denying our fleshly appetite for something spiritual. Um, so it is, it's very, very helpful to fast when, when, we, when we're going through these things in life. Fasting help us, helps us to open our eyes spiritually. It opens our eyes spiritually. It's amazing how much more sensitive we are to the Holy Ghost when we're fasting. Maybe not for the first couple days because you're so hungry, all you can think about is food. But after the third, fourth, fifth day, um, you know, the hunger pains tend to go away. And it's amazing how much your eyes are open. Now, I can, I can do better with fasting, okay? So the next statement I say, I, I am not trying to glorify or, or boast or anything whatsoever. It, it is something that I do that I found that makes it not easier when I fast, but more beneficial when I fast, um, is when I tend to fast, is I don't go on my phone and look at any, like, social media, any entertainment, any of that kind of stuff. It's just another way to crucify my flesh. And it's amazing after you do that for a certain amount of days, how your eyes kind of open up. Like, it, it's crazy how desensitized we get by living in this world and how attached we are also, at least me. I mean, maybe I'm just more carnal than everybody else. But, you know, you do four or five days without your phone and no food, you start seeing things. And God starts revealing things to you. Well, this is the reason why you're impatient. Or this is the reason, if maybe you're not dealing with that, this is the reason why you have maybe this issue. And God starts to extract that and show that to you. And then you mix prayer with that. And, and you start talking to God. Um, it helps. It tremendously helps. But it's not something easy. But how bad do you want it? How bad do we want it? Um, so fasting, fasting helps tremendously. And, and if, um, maybe if you just don't want to go on your phone, maybe if you just want to eliminate social media for, a, for two weeks. I remember when Pastor Treppy, we, we did a 30-day media uh, elimination diet. How many of you guys remember that? It must, I mean, it must have been five, five, six years ago for 30 days. 30, no odyssey for 30 days, man. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to go crazy. I, you know, after the eighth day, it wasn't too bad. After the 20th day, I'm like, hey, I'm not going on my phone ever again. You know, uh, thir 30 days later, I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. You know, um, but it's amazing when you start cutting those things. Well, when you start cutting the things out of life that please the flesh, and maybe not necessarily God, not saying eating is wrong, but when you do that, you start to get different perspective on things. And I think it's good. Uh, so we have prayer, we have fasting. Um, the Holy Ghost, obviously, is, is a humongous proponent for that. Galatians 5.16, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Romans 8, 1. 
There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Remember that verse. Write that verse. Highlight that verse in your Bible. If you're someone that highlights in your verse, memorize that verse. That is a good verse to remember when you start feeling condemnation and you're trying to better yourself in the Lord. Memorize this thing. I memorize this thing because I've, I've felt that condemnation with something like patience. And I try to be patient. And I go doing these things and it feels like, man, I'm not going anywhere. And I start condemning myself. And I got to remember, look, I'm walking towards God. I'm trying to fulfill the things of God, not this flesh. There's no condemnation in that. Um, and, and Paul is also talking about other things there too, the law. And verse 2, it says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of his sinful flesh and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. That's a profound statement right there. What the law could not do because it was weak because of my flesh. You know, it's, 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 it's not just about rules and, and about my appearance being right because my heart can be wrong and uh, my flesh is my weakness. And it says, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. That's why it's easy to sit on YouTube for two hours. That's why it's easy to go on Facebook. That's why it's easy to go on Instagram. That's why it's easy, that's why it's easy to do those things. The flesh likes it. That's why you feel guilty and bad after you'd be do it. Because the spirit doesn't like it. Or maybe something else in your life. Whatever it might be. That's why when you're doing it, it feels good. But then you get done doing it, it's like, ugh, I shouldn't have did that. I don't like doing that. That's the spirit fighting against the flesh. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because a carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Our carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. And it says neither indeed can be. So that's why it's so important for me to be filled with God's Spirit. I mean, to have the Spirit of God continually flowing in my life. For me to keep striving, for us to keep striving for that. Pressing towards the mark, as Paul would say, to keep pressing and pressing and the squeeze of life to continue the prayer and the fasting, to maintain it every day, no matter how hard it is, to not get complacent, no matter how easy it is to get complacent, to keep on doing that. So then they that are in the flesh, Paul says, cannot please God. So the result of walking in the Spirit is that we will produce good fruit. And we know that in Galatians 5, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is the love, it's joy, peace, and long-suffering, and it's gentleness, goodness, and faith, and meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law, but that long-suffering, to have that patience, that's the Holy Ghost. That's, the out, that's one of the benefits of maintaining the Holy Ghost is having that long-suffering, that patience during storms, during everyday life, during those times where it's hard, in our marriages, with our children, no matter where it's at, no matter what it looks like in life, but the Holy Ghost will help us. The Holy Ghost will help us. Um, the, the flow of the Holy Ghost, 
that living water flowing and moving continuously in our life, not being stagnant, not stopping, not drying out, and that's hard work. That's hard work. Um, so here are everyday things we can apply to help with patience. Here are some maybe you want to call them just tactics that we can apply to our everyday life. We talked about prayer and fasting. Uh, we talked about the Holy Ghost, reading the Word of God, getting in God's Word. But here are some everyday tools that we can use. A choice. It's a choice to wake up and to be like, you know what, today with everything that I have to my best ability, I'm going to try to have patience with my children or I'm going to try to have patience with my employees or my coworkers or I'm going to try to have patience with myself. Just to tell yourself that it's a choice. We got to choose that. Not, you know, obviously that's where the prayer comes in and the Holy Ghost comes in because obviously we're going to need the supernatural to move in. Okay? So when we start our day off, we must choose that we will be patient regardless of our attitude, regardless of the weather, regardless of anything. I need to choose. Here's another one. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. We will have those bad days, which we talked about, but let the good days outweigh the bad days. Okay, and I've, if you heard it from anybody, you've heard it from me, failures are not f- fatal. Failures are not fatal. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody talking about failures and just, you know, feeling like, you know, nothing is going right. I was having a conversation with somebody just the other day, and we were talking, and the person was talking to me and, and just kind of frustrated. Like, they're frustrated saying, you know, I've, I'm trying to do good, but I, I realize that I'm missing the mark. And I, and I realize that I'm not good at that, you know, like, and I'm feeling bad for it. And I said, well, that's actually a good thing. Don't beat yourself up because that's one of the ways that God shows us that we need help in a certain area. And that's another way that God shows us that we can see that we need help in that area. Because if, if I never knew that I needed patience, like if I never had those moments of having lack of patience or other areas in my life, how would I ever know that I need to strive to be better? You know, it's in those. So I'm saying that's good. Like if you're guilty for something in your life, that's a good thing. Godly sorrow leads us to repentance. Um, that's good. The way we start repenting of it and we start to, examine that and say, okay, God, what does this look like now? I I see that I have it. Now, what do I need to do to uh, better myself? What do I need to do to move on? What do I need to do to to go to the next chapter? Because I don't want to beat myself up about this. I'm not perfect, but I know you're perfect. So let's work on that. So if you see that or if you're there today, um, don't beat yourself up. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's just showing that God's trying to grow you. God is trying to grow you. Um, and here's one. Remember to act and not to react to situations. Remember to act and not to react to situations. Surround yourself around godly influences. That helps. A little leaven, leaven if the whole lump. If, if I'm around people that are not trying to do right or if I'm around just negative people, and obviously we've got to go to work and things like that. Um, if, but if we, we have a choice... 
You know, choose not to be around those kind of people. Choose to be around godly people, people that are going to lift you up, people that are going to sharpen you. Um, learn to adapt to the current position you are facing. And we will need the Holy Ghost for that. I'm not saying conform whatsoever. I'm not saying to conform to this situation, but just to adapt. Um, to adapt to certain areas in our life. And I think we've all kind of went through that where maybe we had um, a huge life-changing moment where we needed to adapt to something, where there was a routine or, or where there was uh, something we did, um, but something happened where we have to adapt a different way. We, we have to change that, whatever that looks like in your life. Um, build altars is another one, building altars. Somewhere we can go to enter into the gates where we can get counsel from the great counselor. Somewhere we can go and just be honest and be raw and just be like, I need help. And that's at an altar. Somewhere where you die out, that's an altar. And that's a relationship with God where you just, where we come to him and say, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I really, really want to overcome this. So those are just some basic principles we can do to help us, let's all stand, to help us to obtain patience. But remember, we must strive to have patience every day. And whatever that looks like in your situation today, whether if you're going through a trial, a physical trial, a spiritual trial, health, whatever it is, um, let's just remember to be patient. And, and to give yourself patience, and to ask God for help. Amen? Let's pray. God, we love you, and we magnify your precious name. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. God, I plead your precious blood upon every single person here, that you would guide them, and that you would direct them, God, that you pour your blessings out upon